0: Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up to date, creative,
1: and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John.
2: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another really fun and exciting episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. In this particular episode, we are going to have a conversation with Chris and Susan Edwards of Ear to Ear Magic. They are two amazing individuals that have a huge passion for Disney travel, uh, for Universal as well, and many other incredible attractions and destinations out there. Uh, we're going to dig into some of their Disney story, how they got to where they are. Uh, we're going to talk about their, di- their visit to uh, Universal, uh, which happened to be the same day as where we're recording this on this particular Tuesday, um, they literally live almost on Magic Kingdom's uh, back doorstep. So they're right you know, there at the edge of Walt Disney World property, um, and they're there all the time. So really cool conversation, uh, really neat perspective. Um, they have a lot of great uh, social media and uh, you know websites and blogs and stuff out there that are super helpful. Uh, so definitely look them up there. So thank you so much again to Chris and Susan for joining us uh, on Travel Tips Tuesday, and let's get into it. Shall we? This is August the eleventh, two thousand and twenty, and tonight we are featuring a conversation with Chris and Susan from Ear to Ear Magic. They're two really awesome people that are uh, that live in Central Florida right now. They're in the parks uh, regularly, and uh, they have uh, their own um, kind of social media following and website. Ear to Ear Magic encourage you to check that out. Uh, they have a pretty awesome live presence in the parks as well. So, uh, you know, subscribe to their um, YouTube channel, and you'll get a lot of really cool up-to-date uh, honest and accurate information as well uh, on what's going on in disney parks as well as universal uh and some of the other amazing destinations that are out there um we'll we'll talk to them here in just a second but i want to give you all a couple of quick um news updates about some things coming down the pipeline here soon the first one is a very special crossover travel tips tuesday run dopey by 40 episode uh, so we're doing a cross-up or ep- episode between my Run Disney Focus podcast that we started a couple of months ago and this one because we have a very special guest that is coming on. His name is Mr. Rob Lott. Uh, if you have seen the Dapper Dance perform, if you have seen the hoop To Do musical review over at uh, Fort Wilderness, if you have um, been to some of the other Orlando uh, area attractions and theme parks, you have likely seen Rob perform in some uh, capacity. He's also a huge run Disney fan. Um, he's a really awesome guy. He's a creative entrepreneur in many ways. Uh, he loves encouraging people and training them and equipping them. He has a podcast called The Leading Creative uh, that he'll talk about some next week. So we're looking forward to having a conversation with him um, and be looking forward for some more information coming out about that. Uh, there's a little bit of Disney park news to talk about. Not a whole lot um, has changed outside of the park hours have flexed a little bit if you've uh, been familiar with that. A change that is out there that happened that's happened since uh, we went live last week. Um, so just be aware that if you are traveling to Walt Disney World, I believe starting in September, uh, those hours are changing a little bit. Um, so make sure you check uh, your reservation. Um, and if you have any dining reservations that may be affected by that, so that's another thing to kind of think about as you're planning your uh, trip down there. Uh, Disney continues to evaluate their processes and procedures for what is best for their guests uh, and their cast members, but the real news is that people are still going to the parks. Um, They've kind of gotten steadily busier you know, sort of in waves a little bit since the parks have reopened. Um, and, you know, from some of the reports that I'm getting from some of my clients I've traveled there recently some that are there right now they're, they're having a blast of creating some awesome memories. Um, and that Disney magic is very much still alive just kind of in a different way. Um, so, it's pretty exciting to hear. Uh, from that so again tonight uh we were having a very special conversation with chris and susan from ear to ear magic i want to thank them uh, for spending the time to come on live tonight uh, they are in the eastern time zone so it's an hour later for them um they were in they were in universal all day so uh, i may ask them to uh tag on um maybe a few comments about their trip uh but Per our tradition, when we have guests here on Travel Tips Tuesday, uh, we like to dive into their Disney story uh, a little bit. So before we do that, though, uh, Chris, Susan, I would love for you to tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of who you are um, and what you do. Go ahead.
1: Um, well, we are a family that um, loves Disney, loves theme parks, loves to travel with our family. Um, and um, I was with four years ago. Three years ago, I'm trying to remember, we—I um, was getting advice. We were traveling frequently to Disney, um, often enough that um, friends and family, and friends of friends, and family of family started contacting us for advice for travel. And I realized I was doing the same thing over and over and over again. I would retype the same advice, and uh, we realized it might be a little more efficient, time efficient, to just maybe create a blog where I was giving advice out once and you know could just send someone a blog link as opposed to redoing something um over and over um it was actually
0: four years ago this the third week of june
1: yes is when we
0: officially created and went live with our first uh blog post and uh sort of created ear-to-ear magic as it was so um,
1: started out as just a website and then kind of expanded on social media because we really like to be social. We're definitely both social people. So um, we started with Facebook um, and then we expanded into Instagram where we have probably our largest following. And then we've recently expanded into YouTube as well. Um, Just um, just really because of some rules with Instagram where they were changing some of the things that we did, they would disappear and weren't available for our followers to see if they weren't in the moment watching. So I think
0: for the most part, one of the reasons we really wanted to do ear to ear magic was when we were traveling back and forth as a family and going to Disney a lot and universal a lot, um, we were following some of the other pages and, and, uh, honestly, we had some disconnect sometimes because some of the other pages and accounts we we're following, um, uh, didn't really speak to us as a family, uh, as much as a lot of them were, um, just you know, uh, couples or single people who were talking about their experiences, and we were Which like, was well,
1: great. But great, they didn't but have the experience, maybe the experiential knowledge to help us directly. Um, and you've then you've got
0: you know three kids. It's an idea yeah. of that. Well, you can't just immediately jump in and and grab fast passes as easy as everybody else because well, right. you have to find spaces for five. Um, yeah. And so, and and also something else that we noticed is um, uh, some of the other groups out there. Um, where they were just kind of passing information back and forth and maybe have not actually experienced it for themselves. So we kind of made a sort of a mantra on ourselves and what we're doing here at Ear Magic was we really wanted to make sure that we did it ourselves, we experienced it ourselves, um, and so we could really know for for a fact that that's really what it was from our perspective. So
1: if we were giving advice, we wanted it to be advice because we had seen it, done it, tasted it, um, and could give our experience as opposed to um passing on what someone else had experienced where we couldn't verify the accuracy of that so um and yeah it kind of just kind of played out from that and it's mm-hmm. been a fun uh, you know a fun um four years so and um, we were traveling so frequently um about twice a month is what it ended up being for the last six months or so um we decided to move about a little over 18 months ago we were just like you know what uh, it's really expensive to travel to Disney. Yes,
2: it is. Uh, oh, yeah. a bit. Uh, and yes. our
1: friends used to joke all the time. They're like, How, why haven't you moved? You're, you guys are, are down there all the time. Move you should just
0: moved to Orlando. And then all of a sudden we moved to Orlando and they're like, what did you do? They
1: freaked out. We had so many friends that were like, what did you do? We're well, like, well, you told us we should do. We did. So,
0: honestly, right yeah. now, we do live directly behind the Magic Kingdom. Prior to this so, uh, shutdown and the changes here at Disney, um we actually did have uh, nightly fireworks from our from our house Um, that's really cool see and hear the fireworks every night matter of fact we could pretty much tell what time of night it was we knew exactly when 9 15 was because that's when happy ever after started um and so uh when we talked about fourth of july we have a a new dog once we moved down here and people were like well does your dog freak out when the fireworks start and i'm like no because we have fireworks every single day (laughs) <laughs> uh, and so, our dog loves fireworks. She has no yeah. problem with fireworks. It's been yeah. a great life. We've been really blessed with the fact of being able to be so near and close to the parks. Um, but things have really changed in the past couple of months yeah. um, as far as reopening. Uh, and so, I think it's become even more so important to kind of be here and share this kind of information. Um, it is different, it's still magical in its own way. Um, but as long as people are prepared for and know what to expect, I think. Uh, that makes a big difference as far as still being able to have a successful mag- uh, magical vacation.
1: Yeah. And and I will say that we expanded out. One of the reasons that John and I know each other is because uh, Chris and I are travel agents with TravelMation as well. And that was just a natural expansion when we realized that, because I did start planning, actually planning and booking vacations for mm-hmm. friends for free. And when I realized that I could do it and it still cost them the same, it didn't cost them any more money and, you know, and and get paid as a job for that. It was kind of a no brainer, you know. So um, so we do that as well. In addition to our social media accounts, um, we do and, assist and John, followers and friends. Just and John, like John does. To that.
0: Exactly. You know, it's the idea of John that you get to help your friends, and yep. they become your your extended travel family. Uh, Absolutely. And that you know they can uh, they can kind of go off of your experience. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think it's great to have travel agents because like you and like ourselves uh, we go we're we're knowledgeable about it and we can help them sort of answer questions and even the best thing about it is the fact that disney or whoever the company is that traveling um, usually takes care of any of the fees. So, right. uh, yeah, it's, it's great. You help me, I help you and somebody else pays for it. So that's, that's yeah. always the best situation all across the way. Absolutely.
2: So. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are some agencies out there that do charge planning fees yes. and, you know, travel is not one of them. And, you know, Adam Duckworth, uh, for those that are kind of listening and watching, he's the sort of president and founder of Travel Nation and he was on a few Amazing. weeks ago. And he yeah, he he got he got into kind of kind of sort of the reason why um they don't charge fees. So, you know, we and it's just really cool. Like you would think that, okay, well, they don't charge a fee. They're not, you know, willing to work as hard and whatever. I mean, it's a really amazing culture that Travel Nation has established, mm-hmm. uh, where yes, we're sort of in competition with each other a little bit, but at the same time, um, you know, we're helping each other. We're, you know, people are leaning on each other if people are less experienced in certain areas and those kind of things. And it's just, you know, really cool uh, to kind of see that team atmosphere. And I think there's a reason why uh travelmation is doing um so well especially in the disney destination space and i'm excited to be a part of it i've and chris and susan y'all may not know this but i've been a part of two other agencies um prior to coming to travelmation and uh travelmation is leaps and and just amazing just miles and miles beyond uh where some of these uh other agencies are as far as what they're doing and the the culture and the atmosphere they've created
1: Um, i started out with a different agency as well and i have never regretted a moment um, of joining Tra- travel nation I mean the support and like you said the team atmosphere to not be in competition with right. with the other agents that I work with and to work as a team and it, you know exchange knowledge and you know it's like a big family I've, I had never experienced that before so that's just amazing and I love it I agree completely it's a it's an amazing agency to work with and um, I I love being able to be the expert, you know, in Disney for some people, and then have other people help me in areas that I am not the expert in. So it's great. Right. It's great to have that resource and family. So, but that's pretty much our story in a nutshell, I think. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so that that's awesome. Thank you all so much for for sharing that. Um, I love hearing people's stories, and I know you know Dil- Disney is built on story in the first place so that's why i kind of love getting down to the core of kind of why people are where they are especially in this particular space that uh we're exploring um and while we're doing that i would and and i think i mentioned this earlier before we went live i would like you to stretch years beyond years back in the past into your childhood and think about what your earliest possible disney memory was was it like a stuffed animal a cartoon a movie you know what like but the think back as early as you can the first time you heard disney saw something disney Mickey Mouse or whatever um if you can remember what it was
0: well i I'll, I'll tell you and i've, I've shared this uh, story several times with my kids and family as well um i've had actually two separate young child experiences um and you know i think one of the questions people always ask is well when is two when is old enough to take a child to disney Um, Mm -hmm. because will they remember it? You know, that's always like the one question that's always out there. Um, But I still, um, I I, I believe my earliest memory was probably around five years of age. Um, And I have two separate memories. Uh, The first one being going on Space Mountain and riding on Space Mountain and um, Mm -hmm. never have been uh, one who've enjoyed thrill rides uh, up to that point. I didn't start enjoying thrill rides until I was in my teens Um, and so I was very scared as a child and I was very hesitant to get on this massive looking what seemed to be a roller coaster. Uh, And I asked my father several times, I said, what is this? If it's a roller coaster, I don't want to ride it. I'm scared. Please don't make me ride this ride. Uh, And I remember very distinctly that his reaction and his response to me was, don't worry, it's just a dark ride with a lot of flashing lights (laughs) it's just a (laughs) With lots of flashing lights you'll love it good and i can remember the stress maybe that's why i remember the memories because of the stress i went through the entire view um and i have a a memory of sitting in that seat and at one point when it did some sort of a jump of the sensation that i knew that i was falling out of that car (laughs) Before I got caught by either the lap bar or my father and got pulled back down. But for just half a second, I had a memory of me falling out on Space Mountain and being (laughs) that one kid that that happened to. Um, I feel like we but, need a
2: disclaimer right now or something, but anyway, yeah. keep yeah.
0: going. Well, it's <laughs> funny because that's the idea as a small child is what you kind yeah. of think of. You, it, um,
1: right. Well, it really is, what's, is not necessarily yeah. what happened. So, so what's right, really right,
0: funny right, is right, right, yeah, right. the perception and the memory of it. And what's so funny now is as I grew up, I learned more and more about things, especially Space Mountain. Uh, people have a lot of uh, fears sometimes about Space Mountain when it is really one of the slowest rides. <laughs> and it's all rides of the thrill rides, it yeah. goes somewhere around 23 miles per hour. Yeah. It yep. is a very slow coaster, but it all has to do with perception of the fact that the yep. lights are down, uh, and it's yep. how you perceive it and your perspective mm-hmm. of it. So me as a child thinking how horrific was this 75 mile per hour coaster that was slinging me around. <laughs> now the realization as I got older, going well, I can kind of understand how as a child I would have seen that, but the danger was not there at all. Right. Um. The other memory I re uh, that I recall is being in epcot and this is something that is as a as, as an apparent and as someone who helps people kind of prepare for family trips i now think about i don't remember much of anything at epcot as my first trip um but and it was uh again this is probably one of the very first years that epcot was open um mm-hmm. but i i only remember leaving at the end of the night uh, and as we walked out past Spaceship Earth uh, and and past that, the, the fountain as it was back then, um, not having had a souvenir the entire day uh, that my parents bought me a Dale uh, plush, um, not chip, it was only mm-hmm. Dale, back in the day when I you guess you could actually get one or the other. Nowadays, <laughs> they really kind of put them together a lot. Right, too. right, right. right. Um, but I got a Dale plush. Um, and I remember getting back into the car. It was nighttime. We were driving back either home or wherever, and I just sat in the back of the car with that Dale plush, and I had that Dale plush for years uh, of sort of remembering that, um, and so it kind of reminds me when I think about the idea of souvenirs nowadays, um, yes, they can be expensive. Uh, you know, right. like, well, you know, do I really want to spend that extra amount of money? I could probably buy a stuffed animal at back home for a little bit, a little bit less um but that concreted a memory for me as a child for many many years of if i had not had that plush i might not have had any memories whatsoever of epcot so you know when i talk to other parents now you know give them the idea of of knowing that experience for me it was worth a few dollars to have that memory sort of embedded in my mind that now as me in my forties, I can still pull up and recall um, that that you know had come from that experience and that mm. night at Epcot, and I can still recall where the the the, the stand was and where Spaceship Earth was. Um, so you know that it, it does. It's not about the money. It's not about vacation. It's really about building those family memories. Mm. Uh, and it only only takes one memory to just oh, yeah. you know, make it all worth the while. Really, um, I stole all you know, I still all the time,
1: but that's okay because I don't really have any childhood <laughs> memories and this is embarrassing <laughs> to talk about as an adult who loves Disney so much. And maybe that's why I love Disney so much. Yeah. I grew up, up for
0: lost ground. I grew up hey. in a
1: family where we didn't even have a TV for a large portion gotcha. of the time. So I didn't, you know, get to see movies or TV shows. Um as an adult now, I love to watch the classic, you know, tailspin and mm. Darkwing Duck and things like that, that I would have watched as a child if I had had a TV or had access to television, but I didn't. So, my first trip to Disney was as an adult, a young adult, but as an adult. Um, And I loved it. I loved every moment of it. So, um, I can't say that it wasn't an amazing experience, but I really don't have any of those childhood memories to kind of connect. And I think. For that reason, maybe I overcompensate with my kids. I mean, we're always careful, especially now that we've moved. Kind of going to the parks with us is always an option. We never make right. our kids come. We don't want it to turn into a not fun thing because it is work for us, you know, to sure. a certain yeah. extent. Yeah. Um, and it's but, in our
0: backyard now. I mean, there used to be right. a time where it became, you know, a big spring break kind of a thing. Now it's a Monday afternoon kind of thing. <laughs> uh, yep. So you know, we give them that option.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah. but as young children, um, it. I don't know, like every memory that I could squeeze out for them just seemed so valuable. Um, And to see, I remember taking Liberty when she was four. Our first trip was when she was four to see the princesses. And you would have to get to know Liberty to understand that she does not have a shy Adam within her body. She is (laughs) like, everyone is her best friend. So every time we would go see a new princess, that was, they were like, her new best friend and she didn't want photos with them. She, she didn't just, care anything
0: about photos or signatures or autographs. would down on the floor with her
1: and she would climb into their laps and they would just talk about everything. So Rapunzel was like, "The next time you come back, I love your hair." She had little corkscrew pigtails and you can fix my hair like yours and I'll fix yours like mine which did lead to a little tension on our next trip when she's like mom don't forget where, we get go to go see Rapunzel and we're gonna <laughs> fix each other's hair but um to see those like she they were her friends and yeah. she loved them and to right. just see... you know who
0: were not her friends <laughs> the 60 minutes of wait Time standby that were behind yeah. us. They
2: probably weren't y'all's friends talked, either. She, yeah. would, she would sit there and <laughs> talk
0: with the princesses for 10 minutes straight, and we're just sitting off to yeah. the side. Even the photographers like, taking a break.
1: <laughs> we would <laughs> because, feel bad yeah. in like the cast members that were, you know, assisting the princesses or whatever character we were right. seeing. We would be like, I am so sorry. We'll just try to pull her away. And they're like, No, let her talk as long as she wants because that is what they are here for. They are here for her, and you know, not for a photo op. They're here to right. talk to her, and she would. She spent twenty minutes with Merida one time. Oh yeah, so, it, was, I mean, it was. It was just amazing. Fourth the July weekend, it. we were
0: baking in the sun, and Merida was just having a grand old time with our daughter. So that's awesome. That's so cool. So uh, cool. I think uh, also one of the the best times we've ever had with a princess was we had dressed uh, our daughter up as Snow White. Um, wasn't bounding. It was full on Snow White costume. Um, and uh, she went to go see Princess Tiana in the, the Magic Kingdom. It yes. was uh, uh-huh. stays like maybe 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We met her at the uh, uh, Rotunda, a little gazebo area behind the yeah. Christmas shop.
1: Where she used to meet. Oh.
0: Again, they had a 10-minute conversation, had a grand old time, uh, and uh, then we left. Uh, we went to go do some other things. I got time for the uh, Festival of Fantasy Parade, or actually back then, it was before the Festival of Fantasy Parade. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we, at that point, she was done being Snow White, she was, you know, she, she was tired. hot, hot. She, wanted she, wanted seven, she wanted some shorts. She wanted a short sleeve shirt on. So we had brought the extra clothes. So we changed her out of the snow white costume, put her back into her regular clothes. Um, and this is now probably four, 4 30 in the afternoon. Yep. And we had walked by and Tiana had just come back out again. And well, she's like, Well, I want to go see Tiana again. which, well, we have never done that before, so why not? <laughs> like, okay, the
1: line so yeah, was very long. We
0: got back in line. It was a very, very short line, and she goes back up. And the funniest thing was when, when our daughter walked up, completely different outfit, the hair completely done, completely different way. She walks up to Tiana, and Tiana looks at her and goes, honey, you've seen you've you've seen me here before today, haven't you? You've changed clothes. She's and, like,
1: I loved your dress you had on before, but that outfit is just amazing. Come over and here and give me a hug right they now. They had
0: another 10-minute conversation. <laughs> she recognized our daughter within that's like awesome. 10 a.m. that morning to 4 p.m. that afternoon after a complete costume change um, was just, uh, I think, really just uh, uh, was some of the magic that we've experienced over yeah. the, the years. So that's um, really cool. And for her, our daughter our, our daughter enjoyed it. But as parents, we were the ones in the background that were just like, wow.
1: We were getting that, it. Was, that was so. Cool. That,
2: that's so cool. I, I love hearing stories of connections like that. And I think that's one reason Um why a lot of people that continue to go back like like you all did and even thinking to something that you said earlier you know when um i think chris you said this like that question that you get sometimes like how early is it how early is too early to take your kids you know well sometimes those memories aren't necessarily about like the kids themselves um sometimes it's about something that you kind of carry on for you like later on in life and i've shared like some of my own about like when my uh, oldest daughter saw the fireworks for this first time and saw Tinkerbell fly down from the castle. And like one of my most favorite pictures I have um, her birth, she's going to be eight uh, this Saturday. And one of my most favorite pictures I have of hers from the 2013 marathon weekend. And I was running the marathon that year at Disney and ran outside of the animal kingdom. And they were right there. And I stopped to take a picture of her and it's like, it's my most favorite picture. Like I have, and there's just a bunch of really cool, like, young child related memories that we have. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Um And you know what? It's perfectly okay to accept the fact that as
0: adults, you can have fun. You can oh, yeah. make memories. And the fact of the matter is some of the best date nights that we've had have been just us two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I think a lot of, I think a lot of adults sometimes feel guilty. Um Maybe the idea of enjoying going to Disney and, and mm-hmm. doing something with just them and not their kids. Um, but I think uh, that's very it's important to have those kind of things, too, as, as a couple, as someone who's married um, yeah. and uh, to, to kind of build those same things. So don't feel guilty. Take advantage of it. And because um, remember, if you if you can have those kind of celebrations as, as, as a couple, right. then that does nothing but help your family overall as well. And it's, Absolutely. it's good to sort of bring out that kidness uh, in you as well. Absolutely. You know,
2: no one wants to grow old and forget what it's like to be as a kid. Yeah. And look through the yeah. eyes. Absolutely agree with you. So that's, that's really cool. I've loved, like I told y'all before, I love uh, digging down into Disney story and you know, that's what Walt Disney company is built on is this idea of story. And we're kind of continuing that on in our own lives in a bunch of different ways. So, but let's get practical real quick. Um, and I want, I want to dream. We're going to talk about travel tips in just a minute, but if you had a chance to have one job in Walt Disney parks, uh, don't have to listen, limit it to Disney World. You can if you want, but if you could have one job at Walt Disney Parks, what would it be and why? I know what her answer is. <laughs> I can answer for her. Let's <laughs> so, see if I'm right. You want to see if I'm right?
1: So, So I have two, but <laughs> my current top would be the dancers in the parade for the move it shake it she wants oh, to yeah. it,
0: shake it it's she so, does. Have so it much looks,
1: fun it looks like they have so much fun the steps are not oh, yeah. overly complicated but they always seem so happy and I actually took dance for several years as a teenager so I've got enough dance background that I think I could carry that off but whenever I see it I'm like oh, I just I, I just have this inside i just want to be out there with them yeah i think that i would just have a blast so if not that i would love to be an ambassador because they just seem like the ultimate in helpers like they're the ones who solve the problems or they do the tours and let people know everything they need to know i mean they work the most magic i think that would be an amazing job as well but you know that would be that would
0: be i i I would love it if disney would make a special opportunity for those who have dedicated their lives to Disney blogging and podcasting <laughs> and live for a day. to bring them yeah. all in and just you know what the move it shake it parade uh, or, or it would just be nothing <laughs> but us bloggers and oh, youtubers and all this right. kind of stuff we're the ones out there and of course, you know they would they would give out some sort of a notification ahead of time, apologizing for the bad performance, and please just tap for them anyway. Um, but oh, I think that would be a great thing. So Disney Parks blog, if you're watching this, <laughs> I think that would be great marketing. Yeah. Um, I would go out there and i would move it and shake it for at least one performance a move and I think. Shake, or
1: dan- shake it dancer for um, a day that would be a fun little that would be a lot of great. yes you know um, like you get to be a trainer for a day at like a zoo or something oh yeah so i would I to yeah. totally I'd still do that. be out
0: there and doing
1: that
0: yes so 50th anniversary is coming up disney yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely gold. This is marketing
2: goal. get so, your stuff together come on <laughs> pr it's waiting for you um hopefully um, mostly good <laughs> So, so, Chris, what's what's your dream job at Disney Parks, if you could pick one? Here, here's
0: the thing for me. This is something as a child that I've always thought would be good. I, I don't even want – I would not even want my face to be associated. Um, I, I, I would always love the idea to lend a voice to a Disney character. I would love to be – even if it's just the one character who shows up and just the squeaky – the squeaky rat who's just the, 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 the cohort of the, you know, of the princess or something. Right. I would love to be able to say that I was able to voice or be a part of a production like that. Um, and then if that were ever to come into an IP of an attraction or something like that, or something can add to a show that I could be a part of that and I could lend, you know, more, uh, more voices to that. When, when you see Tim Allen, show up for the grand opening of Toy Story Land. Oh yeah. Studios, and he's standing beside Buzz Lightyear. Right. I get goosebumps. I mean, that's yeah. just, I don't know about you guys, but just oh, you yeah. know, when you see pictures like that, you're just like, oh my gosh, you know? Um, One of my favorite people that's related to Disney is Jodie Benson. Uh, oh, she is just an oh, outstanding yeah. and, uh, and, and respectable lady. I, I love Jodie. Uh, and if anyone's not familiar with who Jodie is, Jodie Benson, uh, is the voice of Ariel. Uh, she's also the voice of uh, of, of Barbie. Yes. <laughs> uh, when it comes to Toy Story, um, and she's even she's even the receptionist in Enchanted. Um, so uh, if the idea that when Jody uh, has two children and they go to the parks all the time, and since their children have gotten older and gotten into college and things, they have trips where they bring their kids, and their kids are now older, and they bring their friends. And the Mm -hmm. idea that i could i could ride an attraction with my kids with their friends and in the attraction is my character i I just that would just be the ultimate thing right there for me (laughs) um and uh, also i don't know if you know this but if you voice uh anything as far as an attraction uh you Mm -hmm. automatically get uh free passes to the parks as long as you're uh, on the part of the attraction so that that would right there be a Plus, as far as I'm concerned, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you get an annual pass for as long as that ride is on there. So you know, as long as they don't, you know, decide to to, to do a, uh, a revision and take your character out, then you're right. You Comes often as I wonder if they get park reservations too. That would be good. <laughs> what, what what
2: what what if what if you fall over like in uh you know in the Mexico boat ride or oh, your arm falls no, off like. No. <laughs> No, just, uh, horror, anyway, horror. We, 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 we talked <laughs> so about some of that. He recovered
1: quickly. He recovered yeah, quickly.
2: Yes, he story. did. Yes, he did. He so, did. For those of y'all that don't know what I'm talking about, Disney has some uh, aged animatronics that have had some mechanical issues recently, yes. but they're fine. Yes. They're good. Everybody's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but the, live stream the other day
0: for Hollywood Studios, I fell into the runaway railway train, so <laughs> we all fall down and have accidents every so yeah, often. Yeah. Yeah. At least it was live and everyone got to experience yeah, it. <laughs> entertainment
1: value right there.
2: A bit. A bit.
0: Um, but, you know, Jose uh Carioca had a little bit of a bird flu, but he came back. He's
1: good. Yes, yes. He's, he's all good. He's all recovered
2: now. So. so awesome. So sorry, I've got my computer's doing weird things. Um because you know, we're live. So um yeah. All right, so let's make it practical, real quick. What is one? And this is—I realize I might be opening up a can of worms right now because you all are in the parks regularly. You're at Universal today, um, so Disney Universal doesn't matter. Generally speaking, however, you want to take this. What is one piece of travel advice that you think everyone should take?
1: Like for in the moment right now, like yes, I—I
2: um, I, I would say just, you know, current circumstances. Um, again, what whatever. However you want to address it?
0: I, I, I would say um, this is uh, let's just be very practical about things. Sure. Um, when it's coming up to an idea of when we take when do we take our next Disney trip, okay? Uh, I think there's two there's two factions here. I would put immediately into one group or the other. Now there's actually several different ones if we want to get right. really nitty and gritty, but I want to break it down into one or two. if someone sure. if someone who goes to Disney on a regular basis, let's say you go to Disney uh, once a year, uh twice a year even more or if it's just a, a tradition that you do to the point where you know every single word uh to every attraction mm-hmm. you know pre queue or something like that and you're like well should i go well the idea right now is that disney is a different experience for the moment there are no parades there are many cavalcades that last no more than a minute they're very short but there are no full-on length parades there is no festival of fantasy parade
1: There There is no no sitting and chatting with a princess for 20 minutes right now. You can't meet
0: any of the characters. So I love Stitch, and I haven't seen Stitch since we've reopened. Um, uh, But if you come on a regular basis and you're used to this kind of stuff, uh, to, you know, this is what you do all the time, um, and you can come and say, you know what, I'm going to be okay because I know happily ever after by heart. So if I don't see it, I'm going to be okay until my next trip. This is a great time to come to Disney. Um, right. there's a lot of short, uh, wait times. Um, there is a lot of opportunities that you might not be able to, you can get a lot done. Um, starting September 8th, they're going to be shortening hours, even more in the parks and people are like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Well, the problem is, well, not really a problem, but right now the situation is that people are showing up at Road trop at 9 AM for right. Magic Kingdom and they're leaving by two or three o'clock in the afternoon they've anyway, because everything. they've ridden everything. Right. Um, I joke about the fact that a lot of the YouTubers right now are doing the, 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 the uh, attraction uh, challenge. Times, We're yeah. going to ride all the attractions in one day. And I'm like, well, that's, anyone can do that. That's not much of a challenge. right? A right challenge. Now.
1: Yeah, so easy.
0: if you are someone who knows Disney and loves Disney and comes on a regular basis, and this is going to be one of many trips then come and take advantage of this while mm. it is going on right now, they've got really great health and safety standards going on right now and they are taking care of guests. Um, Orange County even had a meeting today that said that there's been no linkage whatsoever uh, to any uh, numbers, issues, or problems when it comes to uh, uh, what's going on with Disney or Universal to take advantage right. of the situation as it is now. Now, on the flip side, I said there were two camps you can talk about. What if you're that family in which you're planning your very first Disney trip? Right. Yep. You know, uh, you've never taken your children to the Magic Kingdom. Your child has never had a chance to say hello to Mickey Mouse. Um, those, you know, those kind of situations in which you may only get to come once every three years. Uh so my question in that is is that if will not being able to see have a after a fireworks be something which maybe instead of coming in November, let's you might want to consider moving a little bit earlier or later into 2021 to see if things kind of open back up a little bit more. Um, not because we don't want people to travel, but we want you to take and make the most of your trip. So if it means pushing out for a few weeks, that will get a bigger, uh, a more full of experience for you, then let's do so. The last thing we want you to do is to, to take the time, effort, and money to come on a trip and then feel unfulfilled um, that you didn't really get the full experience. Um, and if you really need a a hug from Mickey Mouse, then you know there's lots of other things that you can do that still travel, still make the memories, and then maybe right. save Disney for something, for something yeah. else. So you know for that's sure. just practical. You know because we get that Easy. question all the time. Well, should I come to yep. Disney right now? Um, if you if you're okay with not seeing some of the things, but you can ride all the rides, we rode Flight mm-hmm. of Passage three times in one morning. That's insane. Um, oh yeah, the fact that you can do that. And when normally it's about a two-hour ride um, wait two hour time,
1: wait, yeah. or more. Depending on the day, we rode
0: twice in 40 minutes. Take advantage of it. If not, mm. then just be creative. Let's put uh, maybe put your trip off to Disney. You know, for now it's a little bit later on. Put something else in the in the meantime that mm-hmm. you can do maybe a smaller trip somewhere else that we don't have those same kind of situations uh, and then, you know, wait for that time to come to Disney later. That would be mine uh, for the most part.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I would say probably just it's good to be flexible. And, mm-hmm. and I think that um, a lot, like it was an adjustment for us when everything opens. We were always the get it done. What can we get done? We have a limited period of time. Got to go, 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 go. Um, whenever we traveled, really wherever we went, frankly, but definitely at Disney and Universal, you were always trying to rush to the next fast pass or what has the low wait time right now and let's hurry and get on that. And right. and I find-
0: You've done the mad dash from Pirates to Space Mountain just because <laughs> Space Mountain went down to, to 15 minutes, right? Or you know, so, yeah, of or course. your We've fast done. pass expires <laughs> in five minutes and you've got yep. to
1: get there in time. Um, and it's really not and it's not like that in either one of the theme park chains right now. I mean, it's very relaxed. It's very um, so that's a bit of an adjustment. You do have to, you know, be patient, I think, because the, the safety um, rules that they put in place mean that some things take a little longer. I mean, right. you know, tent checks when you walk through. Um, uh dining you can't just walk in you know um, having to wait in the queue lines in a respectful manner with space right. in between um and not be in a hurry to push forward um it's really important to just kind of relax and and i would say it's a little bit liberating honestly i mean to not have that pressure and know that you're gonna get everything done you know especially if you have a couple of days to mm-hmm. manage that, um, mm-hmm. it, it makes it a very low key experience, which is, right. I think, right now for most people, if they do want to travel, is a huge plus because life is so stressful right now. Oh yeah, who wants a stressful vacation too? So, yep. um,
0: honestly, tonight I went to the grocery store earlier this evening to get a few groceries, and I brought my daughter with me. I I, I was more stressed out in our grocery store. In the 20 to 25 minutes I was in the grocery store than I ever am in any of the parks, and that includes Universal. That includes yeah. uh, the Disney, um, just because of the fact that we're you're, you're you're vacationing, you're voluntarily being in a space in which everyone there is under the same rules, regulations, and guidelines. Right. I want to follow them. And they're all in force, to too. That's yeah, the, they're that's enforced the thing. exactly.
1: Yeah. Especially
0: Disney. They have, I don't know if yeah. you guys are aware of this, they actually have yeah. children's activities, uh, cast members who are normally at the resorts doing things for children, uh, at the pool, at the community centers, and things yeah. like that. They're wearing yellow shirts. They have red fringe on them. Um, if you see them in the parks, they will be watching you. And if you are <laughs> not wearing your mask, if you're not wearing your mask correctly, if you're doing, if you're still close to someone else, yes. They will very kindly but sternly let you know that you are not following. They the do
1: it with you can tell. There's a smile behind their mask, right. but very you know they are very careful right. to the point that sometimes it annoys me. And I'm generally a very patient person, but they are very thorough, and we right. can appreciate that. Um, yep. And then Universal is the same. Like they are constantly reminding everyone, and they will. They have like people on speakers, like you know, with the little mic on their ear maybe up kind of talking to people as they pass under them sure. or by them and right. they will call people out yes. like you, you don't know, want to be the guy called out and, and they'll be like excuse me ma'am if you could just you know, <laughs> pull that mask all the way up over your nose thank you very much everyone you should keep your mask on over your nose and mouth at all times you know what I mean but it's yeah. just there's no um uh, there's no skirting <laughs> around the rules like there might be at walmart where you can just be like i don't care if i'm supposed to go one way right. I'm just, oh i'm gonna go the way i want they don't allow that yep. so i mean it, it you feel safe <laughs> right. so I, i'm willing I'm, I'm, to I'm deal with the. i'm laughing
0: because chris says is it even a disney vacation if there's no stress uh, <laughs> it's a fair a point vacation, and exhaustion. Absolutely. Um, you can be exhausted, though. I mean, you can still do a lot of stuff and get some stuff done. Yeah. I will say this as far as practicality goes, and this is just, uh, I say this with the nicest of tones, and I mention this, if you're not ones in which you feel comfortable following the guidelines, um, and if you don't feel as though that, you know, the, what they placed in the the to, to work with the CDC and all that, if you don't mm-hmm. agree with it, and um, we
1: can respect that. We understand we have that. have friends that yeah. that's the way they feel. But
0: we say this is the rule. If if the rule is that you have to do this and you don't feel like you can do this, then I would say that you need to respectfully the decline to come at this time because right. it's not going to make it any yeah. more entertainment, uh, entertaining for you. Uh, and it's not going to make it any better for anyone. You're going to be frustrated well. with
1: everyone who's trying to make you enforce the yep. rules so. or follow the rules. And, um, and everyone around you is very likely going to get frustrated with you as well and i mean that makes for an unpleasant you know travel experience mm-hmm. so it does we all yeah. involved so it
0: and totally also wash your hands on a regular basis when you go to universal because in every universal ride they will they will give you hand sanitizer <laughs>
1: and you will take there it. is
0: no choice uh, that's one thing difference Disney between Disney and hands. Universal. Disney will give you an option by giving you sanitizing stations at the mm-hmm. entrance and exit of every attraction. Universal, they don't give you a station. They just say, here it is, you will take it, hold your hand out, and you will get the sanitizer for yeah. every single station. So um it's great and it's something that they, they do with a smile. Um, but you want to wash your hands every so often because after sure. seven layers of hand sanitizer, it tends to get a little on the heavy side. So <laughs>
1: Our hands have never Literally been so clean. never never so clean as since we started visiting the parks
2: again. <laughs> cool, wow. Well this this has been a lot of great uh, great conversation and great mm-hmm. content. I've, I've got some other stuff that we were going to talk about, but um, I guess we'll wrap up with this. Um, yeah, I, we mentioned a couple of times that y'all are at Universal today. Um, is, it, it, outside of the hand sanitizer conversation we just had, is there anything um, about visiting Universal parks? um, right now that you think people should be aware of?
0: Well, first of all, first and foremost, um, uh, September 10th or not September, August 10th was the first uh, day of uh, universal's annual password appreciation days. It goes now between, uh, now and September 30th. They have a few things that they've placed the pin in the place. We went to go visit today to get some things, get some pictures and put up on ear to ear magic. Um, you guys can check them out. We'll put in some more stuff up there so you guys can know about that. But if you are, uh, if you are a Florida resident um, and you're watching this and, and you're thinking, well, maybe I want to go to, to Universal, um, you know, they can they can contact you, John, and say, I would like to take advantage of some of these deals. There are some really good deals right now when Magazine. it comes to Universal Tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, right now, if you don't want to be a pass holder and you just want to go one trip and be done, they have a buy two get two free days right now. So you buy two, t- two days of tickets, so you get four days. Um, so it's a really good deal for that. But they just opened up a new ticket as well for Florida residents. That if you buy a one-day okay. two-part yeah, ticket, is insane. this yeah. is insane. as pass holders, yeah. I'm on, if I wasn't well, yeah. holder, Ellis.
1: I'm like, I pay for a pass. It.
0: <laughs> but it is a great <laughs> deal. If you buy a one-day two-part ticket at Universal right now as a Florida resident, they will let you come in for the remainder of the year. Um for no extra charge. That is a great, that is a great deal. And you can put that yeah. into your hotel package as well. There's no so, blackout
1: dates. I yeah. want to say it's through it's December 18th, I think is the actual date. It doesn't go through the end not of to the the 31st, year. But, but, it's, but it's pretty, pretty close. Pretty, but, close. Yeah. I mean, it covers Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, so if somebody right. wants to take a Thanksgiving break, I mean, it's, I, that's just an insanely amazing deal for, you know, I, I've, like Chris said, I'm jealous that I paid as much as I did for my annual pass. And that is essentially, you don't have all the privileges of an annual pass, but to be able to enter the park every day between now and then, if you wanted to, is just, right. that's a great deal. Um, I would say it, one thing that's different with Universal as opposed to, um, as opposed to Disney, and this is a good thing at Disney, we talked about the fact that characters aren't really available. You can't really right. meet them you photographs. That's not an option. They do have, um, what what we have come to coin as um, socially um, distant selfie opportunities, so um, where they actually have, they don't announce the exact times, but they do have characters out in a rotation, Mm -hmm. random rotation, and um, they have spots placed, so no one's too close to each other, and no one's too close to the characters, and you can take a photo, um, or have a family member take a photo, and they will allow you to take off your mask for those photos. So um, you which can, which is actually, a
0: huge no-no for Disney. Yeah, Disney will not allow of, you to take, take off mask the mask
1: off. at any time. So that's kind of a cool little plus in my mind. That so we were that
0: walking through the superhero Marvel superhero seconds. island today, and they have a small stage right there between that mm-hmm. and lagoon Uh, And lots of X-Men show up, Marvel characters. And this afternoon when we walked by, Spider-Man was hanging out. uh, And he's one of the cooler characters because he's always wearing his mask. And so he's out (laughs) on stage. uh, And so everyone's kind of lining up. They have little dots on the ground to make sure everyone stays a good distance away. You turn around, you get your picture, and guess what? You can't get right up. You can't give him a high five for real, but you can get pretty close. Turn around, you can take your mask off for just a brief second, get a picture with Spider-Man. You can't do that at Disney. Um, right. So you can do that with the, with uh, those characters uh, over uh, in Seuss Land. You can meet the Cat in the Hat. You can meet the Grinch. You can meet Thing 1 and Thing 2, the Lorax, all kinds of great characters over there as well. Um, when it comes to uh, going over to uh, Universal Studios, uh, I love the fact that Scooby in the gang, they're yes. like always hanging over by males. And it's like really cool. That they have a little stage over there that you can go right up to, turn around, and you can talk to them you can't get right close to them you can't hug them but you can at least walk up there and have a conversation and they Um, do
1: they'll talk to you so you know so it's kind of
0: uh, it's it's good you can do that
1: but still the characters from the secret life
0: of pets you've got uh the simpsons uh you get betty booth you've got beetlejuice you've got all kinds of really great character interactions but my favorite of all the characters right now at universal
1: who am i going to say Doc Brown. Doc Doc Brown Brown from Back to the Future.
0: Doc will come out and stand next to his train, uh, which is a little off the sidewalk a little bit, but he stands in front of his train and he will have conversations with you. Uh, And I've had some of the most insightful conversations with Doc since the parks have reopened. Um, So don't be afraid to have really good Thoughtful and considerate conversations with these guys, but Doc will just lay it down for you. He he's he doesn't play around.
1: It's very deep and so thoughtful. Uh, I, so. I, I, I asked
0: him, you know, I asked him about, you know, why why he came back to 2020. If he can get in his time machine and go anywhere, why did he come back to 2020 right now? If he can go anywhere else, and he came back and he goes, well, here's the thing: everything looks bad when you're in it.
1: He's like, but I've seen many different. I've seen times, all kinds of things, and this really isn't so bad. He's it's like this like, is this could be a lot worse you can, you, you make the most of your time so
0: yeah. and you make the most of your time and you know you you live through it and you persevere through it and it's really uh it's something that builds you up he says so this is the best place for me to be right now uh yeah. and so it's like man the character just tore, <laughs> tore me like, up wow, Okay, we
1: don't know how
0: that's really cool so, yes, Disney's a lot of fun. We love Disney, but, you know, Universal yeah. does have a lot of appeal and yeah. things to it right now, mm-hmm. and anyone can go in uh, and get tickets easily and get hotel rooms very easily and make yeah. a great vacation. No
1: park day reservations
0: required. there. Yes. It's easy to get in. No, no one, yeah. I don't think, except for 4th of July and a couple of days mm-hmm. on Volcano Bay, I don't think people generally ever find days that they get turned away. Yeah, no, they uh, not Universal matched out yes. past yet.
2: Yeah. That's really cool. Well, thank thank you all for sharing that. Uh, well, once again, I want to thank you all for uh, joining us for Travel Tips Tuesday tonight, and for everyone that's listening uh, in podcast land or watching live. Please make sure to check out. Uh, chris and susan um for ear to ear magic on instagram on their facebook page and on their website and youtube channel Um, and wherever else they may be if you ever see them in the parks uh feel free to wave and say hey to them um but it's been a blast talking uh, with you all i'm sure we could go for many more hours because oh, yeah. uh, it's yeah. obvious you're super passionate about it and uh you've got well, a lot of great great I'm things i'm just glad you say. invited well, us
0: thank you john for allowing us to be a part of
2: yeah absolutely what, one thing i'm going to say this uh about them also and i think i mentioned this earlier and then um and then uh we'll be done uh chris and susan they don't um uh they will only basically tell you what is what is factual right so they're not yeah. going to speculate they're not going to trust third-hand blog sites that are out there clickbait sites and all this kind of stuff we don't um, hear so rumors. yeah so that they don't dwell on rumors so um you know if I you're gonna say we if, don't hear
0: the rumors we hear, a lot, <laughs> yeah, they, we hear a lot of rumors we have a yeah. lot of conversations and yet so, sometimes it's really hard to bite our tongue but
2: yeah it, so all, all, all that to say is if you're looking for a reliable Um, source or place to go for some solid content, um, especially when it focuses on Disney destinations universal and kind of the central Florida uh, destination uh, area, Um, make sure you, you check them out and look them up some good stuff. So um, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you all again. And um, we will hopefully see you all again real soon. Thank you to everybody who tuned in for Travel Tips Tuesday tonight. Remember our special crossover episode with Mr. Rob Lott that's gonna be next week, uh, between Travel Tips Tuesday and our dopey by 40. Um podcast. So if you're curious what I've been up to in the dopey training regimen, um, tune in next week. We'll talk a little bit about that and have a conversation with Rob. So it'll be awesome. So thank you all again for tuning in tonight and we will see you again real soon. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening
0: to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.